Good evening, everybody. Welcome from my basement. I'm Elijah McEwen from the city of Pembroke's Parks and Recreation Department. And this is Hockey Town Hangouts, brought to you by our good friends at HGS Canada. We're here from Hockey Town Canada, and we'll have new episodes coming each Friday night at 7 p.m. on the city of Pembroke's Facebook and YouTube channels, and at 9 p.m on your TV, Channel 700. Hockey Town Hangouts is a chance for us to have some fun together despite our current isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic. Each week, we'll have unique interviews with guests from a variety of fields across sports, entertainment, and culture with intimate sets from musical artists you're sure to enjoy. This week promises to be a great way to begin the summer as we have former NHL player, author, podcast host, and, of course, 2016 NHL All-Star Game MVP, John Scott, here with us, as well as music from Sparkle Sources, Colleen Jones, and Midnight Vesta and Aviation's Rob Patterson, with perhaps a couple of friends in isolation performing a couple of sets for us here tonight. If you're watching this with us Friday night, it's a great opportunity to order in from your favorite local restaurant or to pick a new one that you haven't tried yet. 29 places are open for takeout or delivery still tonight. Find more description in the info if you're watching online or if you're watching on TV. Well, you've got one more step to do. I'm sorry, can't help you out much more than that. If you're watching later on in the week, we have over 40 places open in Pembroke to eat in the city. They're great. Check one of them out. And many of them use the Valley Eats app to get them delivered right to your door with contactless delivery. There are many local charitable organizations which address different needs in our community who need support as we work through this pandemic together. We're going to include some links in the description in our online videos and flash some info throughout the episode. If you are able to support these groups in their endeavors to strengthen vulnerable and at-risk groups in our area. And at all times, please remember, follow all health regulations as they are laid out and as new info becomes available. And be aware the city of Pembroke is still here for you and for whatever you need. Find more info at our website and on our social media pages that you'll see above me at the links here. Without further ado, guys, it's Friday night. Let's hang out. All right, I'm joined today here for our very first Hockey Town Hangout by the host of the Dropping the Gloves podcast with new episodes every Wednesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, a career in the pros with a uh, career lasting over a decade. Uh, and, you know, the author of A Guy Like Me, Fighting to Make the Cut, and a father of five, and of course, uh, 2016 NHL All-Star Game MVP, none other than John Scott. Thank you for joining us here today. No problem. Thanks for having me, Pembroke. Really excited to be here. <laughs> and now, John, you're joining us here today from Michigan, correct? That's right, Traverse City, Michigan. And uh, how are things going down there? How are you doing right now? I'm fine. Yeah, we, we, this whole virus thing hasn't really affected me too much. We homeschool our kids. So we're, everyone's panicking. Oh, I got to see my kids every day. And I, I just see all my kids all day, every day. So I live a 24 seven coronavirus pandemic. So it's uh, nothing new for me. <laughs> Are uh, things kind of tense in the city or in the state at all? 
Yeah, downstate it is just because in Detroit, it's really, really bad in Detroit. But up here, we're kind of secluded in northern Michigan. So we get a couple cases here and there, but it's not crazy like it is down there. And, uh, you know, how have you, your wife and your kids been handling this? What have you guys been doing to pass the time? I am fortunate. I own a little piece of land just north of my house where we just go there quite a bit if the weather's nice we'll scoot up there and walk around in the woods and stuff and just keep our mind away from what's happening you know all over the world so you know my kids are young they know a little bit we just tell them we can't go anywhere because of the germs and that's about it but yeah it is what it is you got to stay home but it hasn't like I said it hasn't really <laughs> hit them too much but I'm sure if we're locked up for another month they'll start to want to get out in warm air <laughs> and stuff and uh, is there something that you've done, say, in these few weeks or that maybe one of your kids have done that you've been really particularly proud of that's really stuck out to you in this time? I've become a, a do-it-yourselfer. I've always been somewhat handy, but I, like I said, that land we, we have, there's a little house on it. And so I figured, well, why not renovate it? So I've been doing like the floors, the ceilings, new cabinets, plumbing, electrical, and I just go out there all send the kids on a walk for a few hours and I'll go try to find them when I'm done working. And yeah, it's coming along. I just bought a wood stove. So I'm building the hearth, um, hopefully tomorrow, which will be fun. And then, uh, it'll all be, I, I almost called like HGTV and be like, Hey, listen, I'm going to do this. You want to come and film, but maybe I was just <laughs> wishful thinking, but yeah, I, that's been something I I've been proud of during this coronavirus. I got to tell you, John, I just bought a house and I'm trying to hang a shelf and I'm going to be proud if I can put up one shelf. That's going to be an accomplishment for me. So, I mean, it's baby we're steps. different stages here. Yeah, baby exactly. steps. I used to be there. You'll get yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 25. I mean, we're at different stages here, you know? I'm 10 years older than you are. Just wait. In 10 years, you'll be building your own house. I mean, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Um, has there been anything you've been reading or watching to get you through this? Uh, not really. We... Um, we're a Christian family here, so I just kind of stay close to the Bible whenever I can. And just, I, I've been watching that uh, Last Dance with MJ. That's been fun. Right on. I, I've been doing a few episodes of that. But like I said, we got five kids, and my wife's pregnant with six. So she's about to burst here in two, gosh, less than two, two months. Yeah, thank you. So we're, if we, if we can eke in a show, that's a, that's a good day. Like it took us a week and a half to watch Lord of the Rings. If that, if that gives you any idea, because we had to keep stopping it to sleep. So there's not many, much TV going on here. And is that the entire series or just one movie? In no, the series? three, three movies took us a week and a half. So okay. That's good. That's good. I think we'd, we'd get through about 45 minutes to an hour a night. <laughs> that's the max. Well, that's we good. Get. I'm glad for you guys. Uh, let's talk a little hockey now. Um, now a couple weeks ago, um, you know, you did something on Twitter. Um, and let's go back to that because it was you, John Scott, not Bob McKenzie, not Elliot Friedman, not Chris Johnson, not any of these guys that came out and broke the news that, uh, you know, NHL players were going to be returning June 1st. Uh, you know, how did this information come out and come out through you? And, uh, can we still expect this stuff to come out June 1st. Yeah, I think um, everything I said in that tweet has pretty much been true. You know, every, everybody's just confirmed it, whether it's teams of telling their players to come back and be ready. The NHL has made a few statements. So I just have, you know, friends around the world just from hockey. I played on a bunch of teams and 
I was just chatting with one and he, he works over in Europe and he, he deals with a lot of players. And he said, yeah, they've been telling players over in Europe to get ready to head back to the States for the season to start in June. And I was like, interesting. Well, I might as well just tweet it out and be the, the insider. And um, I did. And yeah, I, I got a couple messages from Mackenzie and Drager and stuff. And like, oh, we haven't heard anything. I was like, <laughs> well, you guys, guess what? I did. So I'm, I'm running with it. And then, yeah, so I, I think it's true. I think the NHL is working its way back as this coronavirus, we start to get a handle on it and people understand what to do and what not to do. And got to start to open things up. And I think sports, especially in Canada, that that's the no brainer. People will, you know, love watching sports. You can do that from your house. You can be safe with it. Obviously they can't have fans there, but yeah, I f figured fire off a tweet and be the, uh, the Bob McKenzie for the day. Will you consider a future continuing to uh, break some news for us? If you continue to hear some stuff. I no, absolutely not. I, I hate, <laughs> um, I don't want to be that. Cause I still friends with all the guys in the league. Right. Yeah, and I don't want to yeah. be the, the guy who, Oh, you can't tell John anything because he's just going to, you know, <laughs> leak it all over the internet. So I, I don't want to tread that line carefully. And the person I heard the news from wasn't a player. He was, um, he guy, he works for, you know, yeah. some manufacturer over there. So it wasn't a player who gave me that information. <laughs> now, uh, I host a sports show here in Pembroke and my co-host, um, he has one love in life and that one love is the old retro Chicago Blackhawks Christmas Carol video. Huh. And he made me uh, promise to him uh, that he would quit the show if I did not ask you about that video uh, and how it came to be that you sang a rendition of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer in a sweater vest in that video. So how did that come to be? It's just, I like I said, I've played for a bunch of teams and it's always refreshing when you go to a team and they have a good PR staff who try to get the player's personality out there. Cause most of the guys in the league are pretty like pretty funny. They have some good personalities. Like you would never expect like a guy like Jonathan Taves or Nicholas Jalmerson. Yeah. You know, just seeing them from the ice or on interviews, it's like, man, they're just watching paint dry. Cause they're so boring. But if you get them outside of that little box, they're actually pretty fun guys. So they, the team sets up this thing and they, they ask players to do it. And I, I love having fun and just kind of doing different things. And they're like, yeah, your line is this. So I think I said no such thing as John Scott or something. I can't, I can't remember what I said, I but yeah, it was fun. It. And then they edit it all up and it's, it's really, really great. I did one in San Jose too, where I dressed up like a grandma and I was barking at the camera. So it's funny. You give players just the opportunity to show their personality and you never know what's going to happen because all the guys, they just love doing different stuff. <laughs> now i'll be honest with you um i'm a leafs fan uh yeah. so the the first time that you really ca caught my attention in life um as a you know hockey fan as well was that infamous preseason game however many years ago the randy carlisle phil castle david clarkson incident you get into it a little bit in the book um but can we um you know get into that a little bit and talk about um, how Phil Kessel can make someone so mad in a preseason game and, you know, how something like that can erupt like that in a preseason game in the middle of September. Yeah, well, I'll be, I grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario. So just down the road from Toronto. So I'll be honest too. I, I absolutely hate the Leafs. Um, <laughs> and I always have. So the fact that this happened in Toronto was just icing on the cake. It was great. So it was a preseason game. I was new to Buffalo 
teams have been pushing him around the previous few years, the Bruins, the Leafs, all these other teams. So I wanted to kind of stake my claim and the Sabres aren't going to take any flack from anybody. And earlier in the game, one of their guys, their tough guys, well, the ship before, he beat up one of our smaller guys and I wasn't too happy about that. So I went to the Toronto Maple Leafs bench and I said to Carlisle, I said, whoever you put out, I'm going to beat their doors off. So pick somebody, pick one of your tough guys and we'll take care of business. And being the visiting team, we, we put out our lines first. And so I went and lined up, and I was waiting for Carlisle to put out one of his tough guys, and we'd have a go. And he puts and Phil Kessel out. puts Kessel out, and he gives me this little smirk. And I, Phil's skating towards the faceoff dot, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to call his bluff? And I said, fine. Like, let's go. It's, it's a preseason. i got to make my mark. <laughs> and I, I just told my centerman, I said, heads up, fellas. I'm going to jump Phil. We'll see what happens. And um, Phil leaned over, and I leaned over, and I said, Phil, I'm going to jump you, just so you know. And he kind of gave me a double take and I dropped my gloves and then he started hacking away. And that's, that's the whole story. So if Carlisle would have put out a tough guy, none of this stuff would have happened. So I blame him. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> now, um, David Clarkson too. I mean, he, God bless him, thought he was being such a hero in like, that's the first memory Leafs fans have of him in yeah. that giant contract. And, you know, we can't help, but, you know, hold you 0.1% responsible, I think. Maybe 100%. 100%. Disaster. <laughs> I'll take all of the blame. I think that's fantastic. I was so excited that he got 10 games that I didn't get anything. <laughs> Kessel, Kessel got suspended. I didn't get anything. Like, that was the, the gravy of the whole situation. I didn't get anything because I didn't even really hit it. I punched somebody in the neck during the whole melee. That was about it. But I saw him come off the bench. Or I didn't see him come off the bench. I saw him in the scrum. And I was like, great, I'm going to fight Clarkson. And he comes skating towards me. I was like, here we go. Like, I'm going to fight somebody. And he just stops and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? Are we not going to fight? Like, what's happening here? And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I guess just talking. Like, that's all we're doing. So it was really funny. And then, yeah, he gets 10 games in the regular season and, like, loses almost 500 grand of his salary <laughs> and has a bust after that. So it couldn't have been any better. It worked out perfectly for me and the Leafs. I loved it. And now uh, you refer to Phil Kessel as, you know, a lumberjack and talk about the spearing and all that in the book. Uh, have you talked to Phil much since that incident? Not one. Not one time. <laughs> it's funny. I, I have – I got his phone number from Joe Pavelski a couple weeks ago because I want to get him on my podcast, but I'm nervous to text him because I don't know what he's going to say because we really haven't talked since the incident. But I, thought, I think that would be a great interview, just me talking to Phil for like a half an hour. That'd be must. That'd be must listen to. Stuff. I know. So I got to get over my fear and kind of shoot him a text and be like, Phil, let's bury the hatchet and have a, have a good talk. That'd be great. That'd be great stuff. Uh, now, as we reflect back uh, now, four years later on 2016 uh, and the whole all-star game experience and everything that came out of it. Uh, how do you choose to look back on that? Uh, you know, what's the, what's the memory like for you now, four years later? Yeah, it's all positive, right? I, at first, when it was happening, it was such a, a negative thing when it initially started. But now it's just, just gravy. It's just so cool to look back. And my kids can look back. And we look at the pictures. And we don't really, we've never gone back and watched the game. That would be a little strange. But <laughs> it's fun, right? It, it was a once-in-a-lifetime a kind of opportunity. It won't happen again. They've kind of put in those rules to protect the league against that. But it was neat. The movies in the works, like um, they just, we just got bought by a pretty big production company in California who everybody in the world knows who they are. So 
that will be made soon. You know, that's been a long process, just kind of hemming and hawing over people, but that's finally moving forward. And it was just such a kind of a hidden little nugget to end my career. And it was cool, man. Like it was neat. Right on. Well, we're, uh, I mean, I'm glad you can look back on it with, uh, with a positive memory anyway. Um, now, now that you're hosting Dropping the Gloves, um, doing that every Wednesday and Friday, what can people look forward to uh, when they tune in? Yeah, I, I try to – listen, I've listened to all the other podcasts. I've been on Spit and Chicklets. We're definitely not like Spit and Chicklets in the fact that we don't, we don't cuss. We don't talk about all that stuff. We, we try to keep it PG as much as we can. Like my kids listen to it. I, I try to market it that way. And um, – I don't want to be another podcast that just kind of goes with the flow. I try to speak my mind. I think I have a good eye for hockey. I've been around my whole life. I've played with the best players in the world. So it's a, it's just a fun little podcast. We don't talk about hockey all the time because that would be insanely boring to me. I, I can't stand hockey 24 seven. It drives you crazy. So we just talk about life. We talk about different things, what's going on. And it's been brutal the last few months. Like that's why okay. I've been upping my interviews. Just, I, I've been calling all my buddies. We had like, McGratton on and Steve McIntyre and Johnny Taves and all those guys. So it's just, uh, it's just a good pod podcast. We can check it out. Right on. Well, uh, we do encourage you check it out. Uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, new episodes, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, John, let's end this off with a quick lightning round. Uh, first off, best captain you ever had. Already mentioned him, Jonathan Taves, hands down. Absolutely. Uh, favorite non-hockey sport for you to watch. Gosh, I wish it was on TV. I like lacrosse, but I'll go with football. Absolutely cool. Uh, what's the best sports movie? Sports movie. I like Invincible. I'm just a sucker for like that sappy. I like the Invincible. I don't know why. Mark Wahlberg, uh, Vince Papali gets me oh, every yeah. time. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to isolation junk food right now? Well, my kid's Easter candy. So my move is after Easter, they do something naughty and I take all their candy away and I've just been crushing eggs and bunnies and stuff. Like it's my nice. job every day. I just like take four or five of them. <laughs> uh, who's the best coach you ever had? Uh, Jacques Lemaire or Joe Quinville. I'll say they tied. Uh, and who's your favorite Canadian musical artist? Well, you got them on your shirt, the hip. Well, right far. on. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Can't go wrong with them. And uh, let's use that as a transition. We've got some Canadian artists coming up right now. Uh, we're going to toss it over right here to Colleen Jones and Rob Patterson coming up right here to play some music from their living room with some uh, special <laughs> guests coming up. John Scott, thank you for joining us here for a Hockey Town Hangout. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here today. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck, Pembroke. We'll see you. Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm Colleen. Rob. We're gonna play some songs for you, and we didn't write them, but uh, here we go. One, two, three. I've been cheated in double cross. 
took a train into that country and I found a little shack. I went to dream into the sunset in the darkest and they say time can take the pain away because time changes everything but time for God to change my heart. Oh, time for God to change my heart. Outside the window. Was creeping, wicked thoughts they fill my mind. And as my old friend lay there sleeping, I snuck in from behind. And I knelt down by baby's bedside, and I grazed her lily face. Please listen. To your mother dear, for your father's a disgrace. And she said, time can take the pain away, because time changes everything. But time for God to change my heart. Yes, time for God to change my song was by Daniel Romano. Sure was. Uh, now we're going to play a punk song, but in a folk style. It's a twist, as we say in the industry. Yeah. 
Screw it up. with 
peanut gallery over here don't throw them yeah sure there are no peanuts in this house i'm really really allergic um yeah uh-huh so we're gonna do a song now by written by my best friend felicity who moved to edmonton and i miss her dearly so we play this song in her memory she's still i mean well, that sounds a little macabre, but she's, <laughs> she's alive and well, but she's in Edmonton, uh, but pretty far away. So anyway, here we go. Uh-huh. 
song then we're gonna get the woo guy in here right, that's right. to play with us well thanks brad thanks brad um what are we doing now uh, kate wolf okay yeah I, uh, I think i remember that one it's kind of appropriate for um isolation because it's called across the great divide people are pretty far away I don't know, I'm trying to make a, a segue into the song, but anyway, whatever. Yeah, the great divide in this <laughs> case is two meters or more. Six feet. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. 
Okay, sweet. All yeah. right. <laughs> We're gonna get Brad in here just to finish out our first set. We're gonna play an old bluegrass tune. <laughs> Seemed very appropriate for this time of uh, social isolation. This time of Friday night. Woo! And this uh, time of Friday night, indeed. Pretty glad it's Friday. Yeah, you know the days are long and uniform, but at least this is one of them. Here, get in here. Oh, oh wait. Uh, here I am. Don't do that. Breath, sick breath word again. <laughs> All right. Looking. All right, this one goes out to all the old folks. Uh, how does this go again? One, two, one, two. sitting here catching up now between sets uh we're joined by colleen jones rob patterson and brad laponce hey guys uh thanks for hanging out tonight it's a lovely friday night uh here in isolation but just because we're apart doesn't mean we can't be together uh and thanks for joining us here tonight let's start things off how are you guys doing pretty good excellent yeah yeah haven't been leaving the house much 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, the way things are lately. Um, <laughs> how have you been spending your days lately? Uh, well, I work during the day and then we eat really extravagant meals at night and play guitar and video games. And euchre. <laughs> and euchre. We play a lot of euchre. Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? Anything else fun going on? Uh, well, uh, noodling and uh, a little more noodling. I've been uh, <laughs> starting back gardening now, so that's a go ahead. I've been dipping back into some uh, of the finest video games circa 2003 to 2005. Oh, yeah. Through, working through a copy of Pokemon Emerald right now. It's uh, some riveting stuff. Ah, that is some good stuff. Transferable skills, you know? On the Game Boy Advance, then? Well, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to get incriminated here, but I'm playing it on the computer. <laughs> wow. Really yeah. <laughs> oh, now it's all out the window. Well, lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pirate. <laughs> Have you guys been uh, watching or reading anything of, uh, of interest during the pandemic here? Rob and I have watched a lot of true crime documentaries. Oh, yeah. Anything oh, that really stands out? Um, we, we watched The Innocence Files, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, anything that like gets us real mad at like the American justice system seems to be the kind of uh, weapon of choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Brad, anything for you? Oh, I started the Silmarillion. Oh yeah, and how's that been? I'm not gonna bore you with that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the first stage, the Valar, and singing songs and. Dorky Tolkien stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The real fun stuff. <laughs> it's just been nonstop Gilmore Girls for me. Like, <laughs> all day, every day. If I'm not working, I'm not sleeping, which is like two hours a day or so, it seems at this point. That's what's on the TV. I mean, that's... We should have played some Carol King in our set. I mean, there's still time, right? There's still time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We've still got some time coming up, guys. That's all I'm saying. It's not even Friday yet. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's one thing that you guys have each done over the last few weeks that you've really been proud of? I made some really good butter chicken the other night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was extremely proud of my meal. I, I managed to get a sunburn, like while I was walking. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of, you know, an accomplishment in this time that we're going through. I don't know. Uh, my, uh, my tulips came up, but I guess that was what I did last fall, but um, it came up this week. So that was uh, exciting. <laughs> it's yeah. the little well, things. I do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it really is the little things, you know, you have to enjoy <laughs> the little things. Color. Yeah. I think at a time like this, you do have to really, take a step back and be able to enjoy the smaller things in life once in a while. Stop and the, trip, all the tulips. tulips. Exactly. I'm glad you guys are uh, taking an opportunity to do that. Um, Rob, Colleen, um, is the musical chemistry starting to develop there a little bit for you guys as you form this, you know, somewhat uh, super group here, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's for you to judge, I guess. Chemistry is <laughs> chemistry is like one thing that familiarity is known to breed. Oh, I, you I guys! Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best here, I think. What uh, what famous musical couple duet would you say your uh, 
really going after here? Would you say you're modeling yourself after? Um, they're, they're... Well, I think like Rob's got like a Sonny Bono thing going on right now. Oh, yeah. Ended great for him personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to step up anything really. I was going to say that they're like Paul and Linda and that Colleen's the walrus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> The Beatles are a duo, right? I, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, any any of the above work great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I want to bring something up, you know, just some some memories. And Levi's going to put some stuff in here for us. But I want to take us back to June 2018. Um, we're in the pride of the Ottawa Valley, Burnstown, Ontario. Um, we're back at the Neat Cafe. Um, I've had the joy of meeting Brad for the first time. I was there. Um, I was there that time. Oh yeah. Um, as we're interviewing Sparklesaurus, um, for the Daily Observer, for the Pembroke Observer News, um, as we're preparing to have Sparklesaurus in Pembroke for Canada Day, doing a little promo interview as I meet Brad for the first time. He then tells me, you know, I just have something I have to do. And 10 minutes after this interview, he says, here, watch this. And he goes and hops off the Burnstown Bridge. <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've got that video. And Levi, Levi, throw that in here for us so the people oh, at home can check this out. <laughs> That's a pretty tall bridge, man. It it looked very painful, and you played the show that night. Yeah, it did hurt. It did. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie about that one. That was, he was sore for a couple weeks yeah. after that. Yeah. Brad, can you tell you me what was going through your, your brain? What's that? <laughs> can you tell me what was going through your brain that day, that night, everything? No. I can't. <laughs> I you know, not that summer anyway. But, um, no, I was, uh, I, was, I was working with a guy – when I was I was at uh, Press Cafe at the time, and sorry, it's not a cafe, and um, <laughs> and he was talking about when you know he was in his younger days, him and his buddies would jump off this bridge. We were talking about things we you know things we've done, and uh, I happened to mention we were going to Burnstown. He said that's the bridge I was talking about. I said okay, I'm jumping off it. And he's like me too, but anyway, he's like wasn't in the best shape for jumping off bridges now, but. Uh, I had to do it in solidarity, so. <laughs> well, summer memories. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all make them once in a while, and uh, I'm glad that we can all look back on some things fondly once in a while here. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are uh, doing well there. <laughs> I hope you guys can continue to do well, and I hope that uh, we can get together soon in person and do some more hanging out here. Absolutely. Uh, glad to see you guys are doing well through one set. We hope that uh, set number two can go as well for you guys. And uh, thank you for being here tonight with us on a lovely Friday night. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Thank you, Colleen, Rob, and Brad for being here with us tonight. Thanks for thank having you, us, Elijah. We're gonna play a couple old country songs for you. Our two friends, Brad and Haley, are going to come feature for a few songs. And then we're going to end it out with a big old jam. So, sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, this is a song by Willie Nelson. One, two, three, two, three, go one.
by Willie, but is originally by Towns Van Zandt.
nobody heard his dying words. And that's the way it goes. All the federalists say they could have him many days. They only Brian Haley on over here. Hope you enjoy. All right, here we come. <laughs> Woo! We're coming. Uh oh. All right. Let's just scoot in front there. Oh, I'm scooting. Well, thanks, Elijah, for yes. having us. Thanks, Colleen Rob, for having us over. That was killer. You got, yeah. you got a capo? I got my capo. Capo. The first one, we don't need a capo, I think. Is that... Uh, no, not, not for the first one. Not for the first one. First one is... Uh, 20 years. Here's a song I wrote.
It's a good Friday night song. Yeah. Um, this next one is a song that Haley wrote. Brad helped a um, lot. It's for our late great John Prime. Yeah, just like I help when we're uh, making breakfast. Yeah, sit and supervise. Um, so yeah. this one's for John Prime. It's called Letters to John. It's what we imagine some folks would want to say to him. You need a capo for it, though. Oh, yeah. That's the capo. Right. That's what I need my capo for. Capote. I got my chapeau, but uh, now, I got, a, now I got my capo. Two out of three. There you go. All right. And that's the... The first guy. First fret. Yeah. I'm going to start on the G and then I'll capo scoop onto the E. First fret. That's the guy. All righty. Sounds right, I think. Okay. One, two, three, four. Thank you. 
Excellent. Wait, no, oh, Wednesday yeah. Just night. kidding. We've got, oh, we've yeah. got another one. Oh, <laughs> we've got another one. Good? Okay. We're all going to bear with us while we reconfigure in the, here. In the screen. I'll sit on the floor. How many strings can we fit in one Zoom? Frame. <laughs> oh, we can't. We can only get Rob's. Uh, Rob's knees. Rob's, Rob's head's right above the face. Yeah, if you guys don't know, he's. he's there. That's Rob there. That's Rob's guy up there. That's Haley. That's Rob. Yeah. That's Colleen. Brad. I'm Brad. <laughs> the bridge guy. All right. Yeah. Well, right. this is our last song that. for the night. Yeah. Send you off with a good one. Did, yeah. Know. All right. Thanks for having us, everybody. Thank you. Standing on the corner with a big old hotel.
Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Have a good night, everybody. Night-night. And that's our show. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you to Barb Lundquist and the whole team at HGS Canada for making this show a reality. Thank you to Trevor Riley and the squad down at Your TV for getting this show onto local television. Thank you to John Scott, Colleen Jones, Rob Patterson, and Brad LaPonce for kicking back and having some fun with us on a Friday night. Thank you to all of you for watching. Please come back next Friday and hang out with us once again. Keep up with us on our website at Pembroke.ca and on all of our social media platforms right here above me to keep up with us during this pandemic. Please keep following all health regulations so we can hang out together in person sooner rather than later. And thank you to Amy Sherman Palladino for keeping me sane these past two months. Really, I owe that to you. We'll see you next week. Support your community and be good to each other, please. I'm Elijah McEwen from the city of Pembroke. We'll see you next Friday. Please, we, we can be who we are.